Friday morning, just shy of lunchtime, which means people are scrambling to figure out what they need to do with their kids. Probably made some sort of an arrangement because lunch hour supervision is not happening anywhere in schools in the province today. Rotating strikes continue in Prince Albert, North Battleford regions, and of course, kids are off school next week. So does that calm things down or does that ramp things up? And are we going to hear from the STF predictions of more strikes Maybe a full week? Kids going to be off school two weeks? People text me already saying, don't even go there. You plant the suggestion in their head. Well, that's that's not the plan. Jamie Nye joins me now. You've got two kids in yes. school. What's well, your what's your well, one's one's old enough to like pretty well take care of herself. So that, that's <laughs> you've been fine. saying that since she was five. Yeah, <laughs> the, you the know other, where the alphagetti is. The, the the other one is still right in the final months of being daycare right. age. Yeah. So we we thankfully we have the backup plan made. Yeah. And I I know she she's usually listening. Anyways, my mom is the the greatest. To come in and well, there you go. Save the day. Always good to give mom a plug on oh, the yeah. show for sure. So I I appreciate you stopping by. There's a few things. Number one, you and I had talked on Monday, so prior to free agency opening up on Tuesday morning, lots has happened with the riders. The other thing is, you know, with with the Super Bowl celebrations in Kansas City getting marred by this tragic shooting and a lot of focus and attention on that. What didn't get a lot of attention, or at least I don't think it's been talked about too much, is this. Blamed it all on my roots. I sewed up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. There you go. Travis. Leave it to Taylor to <laughs> sing, Trav. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not necessarily his forte. We I just thought I did out. a better. I thought I better did a better Friends in Low Places rendition at the Christmas party. Yeah, you're, to be you're, quite it was great. I mean, anything <laughs> after Britain was good. I would say at the Christmas party. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I felt bad for, for the fans in Kansas City. I think people forget how small that community is. It's not a big city. And so this was a big deal for them. Of course, their second win, third in five years. I mean, there's lots to celebrate and, yes. uh, that casts a, a shadow on it. I can't imagine how that leaves them feeling. Yeah. It, it, the, when to hear that it was more or less a, altercation right from police that spilled over into people drawing guns mm-hmm. and it was not a planned right okay not so who's showing up at a parade to shoot people up right um that draws even more of the just the gun culture it's the gun culture in the, thing the right? states the fact- that it's like and Man. We, we used to talk about that in the, in the policing world because people would talk about geez attempt murders are through the roof and and we said it's simple. When an altercation breaks out between two people who have nothing but their fists, you end up with an assault charge. When an altercation breaks out between two people and they have access to a firearm, you've got an attempt murder charge or a murder charge. And that's exactly what happened here. So, And, um, of course, uh, there's GoFundMe pays. The Bills Mafia was donating uh, money. Uh, the Buffalo Bills fans yeah. called the Bills Mafia donating money to the Children's Hospital. Unfortunately, there is about... You know, almost a dozen kids I know, shot. a large number, because, of course, the schools said kids can miss school this afternoon to be in the celebration, which I think was a great thing for the schools to do, yep. but uh, so and, sad. And um, uh, there was a GoFundMe for the uh, woman's family. 43-year-old radio DJ in Kansas City was the person who was killed, and I, I just saw it pop up this morning that Taylor Swift donated $100,000 to the family. Right. Um, uh, the, the woman dies, her child was shot as well yeah 
but yeah, it just from celebration to devastation for yeah. the city of Kansas City and that family. So every day I walk by the studio door when the green zone is going on, and yes. I like to just you know poke my head through the window just to make sure you're doing okay, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. you know I make I take I'm worried about you. Well, you see my feet up and wondering, are you actually <laughs> is on this the guy air actually or? working? Yeah. <laughs> the other day I'm walking by and I went, <laughs> I'm looking. You had. Uh, are one of our newest riders in here, yes. and I wasn't expecting to see him. He's got the big beard. He's he had, I think, a toque on or something like that. Yeah. How was your visit with Olette? Uh, AJ Olette was in maybe the greatest hair in rider history already, <laughs> uh, rivaled by like a Greg Newman or someone like that uh, back in the day. But um, he he came in, and as many people pointed out who got to meet him, I think it was yesterday they did a sign an That's autograph right. signing. Said he, I. I thought he was bigger <laughs> because he, he's a solid fellow though. He's five ten, Yeah. So I'm a, like an inch taller than he is. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, he was wearing like a jacket. Yeah. Take when he takes the jacket off, you see why he's running over people. Yeah. His arms are as big as my torso. It feels like, like this guy is a truck. He's got the right work ethic, undrafted walk on in college played both sides of the ball, special teams, did anything he could yeah. to be on a football team. That is what has driven him to pro. That is what has driven him to be a 1,000-yard rusher and what drives him to help the Rough Riders win a Grey Cup. And, you know, it's those type of character people that Jeremy O'Day and Corey Mace want to bring into Saskatchewan. Yeah. So, hey, I only got to know him for 10 minutes, but he won me over real yeah. quick. Well, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I'm a CFL fan, obviously, follow, cheer for the riders. So, I mean, I knew about him. You know, you, you know he's a formidable opponent when you're yes. playing against him. But lately, since we've acquired him, I've been watching highlight videos. Like, this guy plays like he's a school ground football player. Yep. Like, he's stiff-arming people. He puts his head down and charges through the group. Like He just is all out when he's on the field. And he'd probably play that way if he didn't have pads and a helmet on, yeah, too. That, like, exactly it, right. It wouldn't matter to him. Yeah. And that is what it has taken him to get to where he is. And uh, it'll be an interesting, because when they got Jermarcus Hardrick as well, uh, and Philip Blake last year, and Peter Godbury, you're seeing, okay, this is a team, and I think Mark Mueller will bring this from Calgary. They like running the ball, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think Corey Mace wants to see a lot more physical presence on offense and start running some people over. And a key to that, and Belton Johnson uh, at 11 o'clock today with It's Eaton Time had to give a shout-out to Hardrick yeah. because he likes you know the O-line. You know, he's, he's all about the O-line. I want to be in the room... When Belton Johnson meets Jermarcus Hardrick for the first time, Maybe I don't know if you know this. They are from communities in northern Mississippi right. that are not too far apart. Belton said when he was driving between Coffeyville, Mississippi, where he's from, and Oxford, where he went to school, he'd go through Jermarcus's hometown. Like they didn't know each yeah. other; they're ten years yeah, apart in age. Yeah. But like, oh boy, and and if they put on like a buffet. <laughs> I well, I was going to say, Belton today, Guinness and beef stew is what he was cooking <laughs> up. I'm, I'm sure both of them could put back a little bit of that. All right, let's just shift gears just for a second. A couple of other things while I've got you. Uh, you were chatting with Russ Howard uh, about the Scotties. Tur- yes. start, starts up uh, today, is it? Tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah, in Calgary. How do you think Skyler's going to do? Skyler Ackerman, young skip, young team. Uh, just like early 20s, yeah. one of the youngest ever, not only to win a provincial title in Saskatchewan, but provincial title anywhere uh, to represent Saskatchewan. And talking to Russ, 
and he brought it up, and Skyler knows it too. I talked to her twice after winning the provincials. Talked to her when I was at the Tankard, saying, "Yeah, it's gonna. We we don't know what we don't know, right? right. We're gonna walk in there." And Russ said he was watching them taking photos around the arena already. Like it, it's gonna be big time. Yeah. And how do you react to that? Now, get it out of your system. Yeah. Take the selfies. Yeah, get the exactly. pictures done. And, and then they have Amber Holland uh, with them. Right. She won the Scotties. Got some experience. over ten years ago. Yeah. So. She will know her way around and give them great advice. And they've been working with their, you know, their sports psychologists and everything else. But she's a young, talented skip. Like mm-hmm. if she doesn't, you know, make the playoffs or anything, this isn't going to be the end of Skylar Ackerman. She's young. She could be winning provincial titles for the next. Well, we just saw Jennifer Jones retire yep. at the age of forty-nine. That'd be twenty-eight years, yeah, or, or eighteen years. Sorry, you're talking to her too, coming up, aren't you? But yes, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jones, uh, before her final Scotties, I can't imagine when she get, hits the hack, knowing that's her final shot oh, in the yeah. Scotties. That is going to be an emotional, emotional moment for sure. All right, you got time for a couple of hockey things before you go? We're talking. We're talking to Chico Resch on the show, wow. our New York Islander love goaltender. Anytime we could talk to Chico, that's a good thing. <laughs> I love that guy. I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times, and like he just. He'll tell stories all day long. You and you have your Islanders jersey ready to go for the weekend for the I stadium do. series. I bought, I bought the stadium series jersey. Yes. Now, I wasn't even going to say this, but I was actually going to bring it in today and wear it when you and I chatted. Why not? Why it's a little tight. <laughs> I haven't tried it on. Last night I pulled it on. I'm like, Joe, look at this thing. I can't wear this. It's tight. I but guess, you got it on. Well, I got it on. You getting, wouldn't be able to put it over a shirt. Is what it, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Getting it off was another thing. Uh, what about Bedard last night? I'm picturing. <laughs> no, let's just move on. I'm picturing Jody having to grab the sleeve <laughs> and like. Yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. It was a tight. I guess. Okay, anyway, shouldn't sure. have ordered youth medium, I guess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This took a hard turn. Uh, Connor Bedard last yes. night. I thought, you know, he picked up an assist. Uh, probably a little bit of rust getting back out there, but generally speaking, yeah. he didn't look tentative. I didn't think. No, that was the one thing with the full shield. And after a broken right. jaw, would he be able to get? And he was getting right in there. He he's, he's a young man, and I could just picture him talking to Luke Richardson every day. The head coach, can I play yet? Like yeah. the kid in the back of the <laughs> yeah. car, can I? Is are we there, are we yet? there yet? And yeah. it just finally was like, fine. Can we get this kid cleared so yeah. he can leave me alone? Yeah. And the, there he was last night with an assist, but uh, Sidney Crosby and the Penguins got the better of They him. sure did. Uh, Morgan Riley's five-game suspension uh, being appealed. Do you see that changing? I hope it doesn't change. I can actually see Gary Bettman reducing it. I think the Maple Leafs can't make a case on some of the other similar incidents that got less and get less, yeah. but I I think that should be the precedent right. of right. five-game suspension for a unprovoked attack because a guy took a slap shot into an empty net mm-hmm. like really that should be unacceptable in an automatic five game suspension but hey uh, press as you know evan precedent is yeah, uh that's a big a thing. thing yeah <laughs> uh the last thing i need to comment on i actually didn't get a chance to call in yesterday when you were talking about hockey hair Right, the best hockey hair. Of is it all. Evan Bray's? Uh, uh, look at it. It's no, not I mean like twenty-year-old oh, yeah. Evan. No, Bray. it's not Evan Bray. But I did, you know, Ron Dugay, who I think you guys talked about. Oh, yeah. Ron Dugay, I can picture his hockey card. He always had the good hair. 
Being a former referee, Kerry Fraser should have been in the discussion. Was he? Yes. Someone said if there's a referee, it's Kerry Fraser. Yeah, because he was a guy who resisted helmets right to the bitter end. Yes, he did. And even now, he's doing some work still uh, with the NHL, and you can still see he's got the nice quaff. Well, Drew tells the great story of Kerry Fraser in the playoffs, and there was a little bit of animosity. Yeah. And he came over, Kerry, and he's like, what do you want? We're in overtime. Hair still looks great. And he looked at Drew and went jealous and skated away. Uh, so That's good. Uh, yeah. He, That's good. But I think uh, it's Yarmir Yager. They're retiring his jersey on Sunday. Man, that yeah. well, hair was epic. For sure it was. And and he made the mullet cool, for sure. But what about Mike Bossy? Did anyone talk? Bossy no. had a perm at one time in about 82. Nobody like said Mike Bossy. Well, Nobody said him. I'm always here to bring the Islanders into the conversation if I can. <laughs> uh, who is uh, Derek Sanderson of the Boston Bruins? Yeah. Uh, got some There's love a good as well. One. You know what I thought of? And I actually Googled him this morning anticipating this conversation. I thought about Joe Thornton, but it was actually the beard. Yeah, it wasn't about the hair. It was more about the big unruly yeah. Well, it was if it's if we're having a facial hair competition, <laughs> we got a whole different Lanny topic. McDonald, Brent Burns, Joe Thornton. Uh, there's your uh, yeah. there's your big three. There's a few. Okay, we'll keep that in mind for next. I'm just planning the green zone for you. That's okay. what I'm here to do. Jamie and I, my guest. Thanks for stopping by to talk sports, Jamie. Have a great weekend, Evan. Yes. And squeezing into that jersey on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, good morning, and thanks so much for joining me. I'm Evan Bray been a full morning of discussion of you name it we've talked everything from carbon tax to teachers and everything in between speaking of the carbon tax we didn't talk about the liberals rebrand of the carbon tax rebate what do you think does that make you feel better (laughs) federal government rebranding the carbon tax rebate originally it was called the climate action incentive payment and they said you know what that's too confusing let's call it the canada carbon rebate you feel better They like having the words carbon and rebate in the same sentence. There's no doubt about that. By the way, in Saskatchewan, it works out to roughly $1,500 a year, 376 quarterly. That's a a family of four will receive that. But judging by the text that we got in during bugs and hugs, (laughs) regardless of the carbon Canada carbon rebate or whatever they're calling it now. A lot of people are still saying this is frustrating. Ross in Viscount, for example, said if the feds are even close to that 80% that people get back, how is that driving and changing habits? It won't. Hearing the liberals say that the conservatives will take the carbon tax rebate check away from people is not true because we won't need a check if we're not getting robbed at the point of sale when that tax is axed. Greg Greg and Moosejaw to weighed in on this uh, topic. He says the reason that they want carbon tax and then give it back to people is it's unofficially wealth distribution. Everyone pays the carbon tax. Those at a lower income get most back. Those at a higher income don't get any back. It has nothing to do with the carbon tax. It has to do with wealth distribution. That's what Greg and Moosejaw thinks. We appreciate everyone weighing in, and uh, there's no shortage of uh, opportunities to talk carbon tax. And I'm sure we will continue to uh, talk about that coming up. Well, still coming up, uh, during COVID, lots of different businesses and organizations went through some challenging times. Regina Symphony Orchestra was one that uh, 
is actually at the point now where it looks as though it might not make payroll, which means that uh, despite the fact that it's been around for 115 years, it literally was in a position where it had to consider whether or not it could even keep the doors open, keep the lights on, uh, and continue to provide to Regina and Southern Saskatchewan in terms of uh, entertainment. We have a guest that is joining us next who is the chair of the board, and we're going to talk about a bit of a lifeline that the province gave them and what kind of a difference that is going to make for them and and maybe just the adjustment in their strategy going forward. Coming up just after 12 right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.